We are about to let you in on a little gardening secret. Planting your garden by the temperature is something most seasoned veteran gardeners use, whether they refer to it by that name or not. And I guess technically that means it's not a secret, but you're going to want to hear this. This is Homestead Gardening, a modern approach with your hosts, Kristen and Spencer, where we garden alongside Mother Nature, sprinkle in a touch of modern science, and put up the abundance. Kristen's Trial Garden is located in Houston, Texas. In addition to general horticulture knowledge, Kristen's decade of experience growing in the Gulf Coast will provide additional insight into navigating this climate. Spencer is growing her family's produce in California's Central Valley. She uses her one-acre urban homestead to help others bless their tables with homegrown, homemade food. I'll admit, I don't understand why this method of plant timing isn't the first thing taught to beginning gardeners. Okay, so I lied. I do understand because it involves a little more working knowledge of various veg, but if you can get into this, especially as a beginner, you will nail down your microclimate and eliminate years of trial and error. The industry operates on a standard timing plants that you've probably recognized, like start four to six weeks prior to your last frost. We've got an alternate solution to that for you today. If you're in a high numbered zone or really just want to fine tune your fall winter gardening operation, you'll probably want to grab a pen and paper and take some notes. I believe in this method so much, I've included a section on it in my free garden planner. It's got information broken down for you with cute graphs for you to fill in. And if you wanna pause for a sec, go print out a couple pages, or if you're on a computer, you can type directly into the PDF file. You'll get some great visual aids to help you take notes and you can download your free copy at thefarmandthetable.co slash planner. And of course their links are in the episode description. For Spencer and I, who are gardening in very hot summers, in zones eight and nine, when I hear people start talking about fall gardening in the middle of summer, well, I'm still sowing summer seeds, and the temperatures are showing no signs of dropping anytime soon. So this can be a little bit confusing. And that's why we've created this episode for you today. Spencer, I'd really love for you to expand upon this gardening by temperature because it changed the way that I garden, it made me a great gardener. Me too. So in short, it's a method of timing your seeds that is just for you. It is a perfect match to your microclimate. Essentially each crop has a temperature range that it thrives in and you match that temperature to your average temps and grow said vegetable during that time. So an example of this, just to give you a practical real life. Broccoli is a cool season veg. It thrives in temperatures between 60 and 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Most people, when they're talking about fall garden, they refer to broccoli as a fall vegetable. So while I do start some early heat to tolerant varieties to be ready in fall, the majority of my brassica crop is actually produced over winter because that's when my area is in 60 to 80 degrees. And during that time, I'm really not as susceptible to bolting because the plants are just in their zone. Exactly. That's exactly right. And one of the complicated things about some of these cool crops, especially, or growing 
in late fall, all the way through kind of early spring is when you're in these, when you're living in these warmer zones, like we do, our weather isn't as consistent as it maybe should be. And if you have frosts and freezes, they're not always timed correctly. So if your area says that your first frost is December 1st, well, that actually for Southern zones might mean December 1st, or it might mean January 1st. You have no idea when that's actually going to come. And so your summer extended season might be extended. Your fall season may not get off to a great start. And that's the same problem that you're going to have maybe with your spring season. Again, your last frost could be February 1st, or it could be March 15th. And you don't really know until you're out of that danger zone. So it gets tricky. And that's where gardeners begin to really doubt themselves, which is why growing by temperature and you know growing smarter, not harder is so fantastic. And why I really like your garden planner, which we'll dive into more. No, thank you. So I do think too, this is a way, you and I talk about this on the podcast a lot. The differences in our microclimates right? California versus Texas. We're in very, very similar zones. How much we truly are different to follow like a generic zone nine planting calendar. It's not going to work for both of us. And this is what eliminates that. Exactly. And you and I have tried, we've talked about starting seeds at the same time. And we've realized that especially with the way our winters behave, our zones are not indicative of what's actually going to happen to our plants. Like us both being, I think I'm like marginal zone 9A, your zone 9B. And that seems not that different, but because of our locations in the United States, it's worlds apart. Right. So this method is a little bit work, more work on your part upfront. It helps if you have a working knowledge, like we said, of when these vegetables thrive. If you don't, don't worry. We're going to get you a cheat sheet in the episode description with every vegetable and the time, the temperature, excuse me, at which they thrive. So now you can use your temperatures to figure out exactly when you need to be growing these things. And when we're talking about temperature, we're talking about go on your phone, look at your weather for the next month and say, oh, okay, I'm seeing about 75 degrees to 85 degrees on average this upcoming month. Let me go look at my temperature list and see what can be planted around that time. And that's going to give you a pretty good hint Mm -hmm. as to what you can do. You know, just use a little bit more knowledge about whether or not you're getting warmer going 75 to 85, going 85 to 75, right? Yeah. (laughs) So that's exactly what my garden printer does. So it teaches you how to break this all into the details. So to get started, and all of this is in my garden planner. If you print it out, you'll have information for you to fill in really easy. You're going to do that internet search that Kristen talked about. I prefer to do it for an annual average of my high and low. And you're going to do this not for zone nine, but for your like zip code. And then step two, after you've got your annual temperatures is going to be to assign a season type to each month. So your cold season is going to be any months with an average temperature below 34 degrees Fahrenheit. Cool season is going to be 35 to 65, warm 65 to 85, and then hot season is going to be anything over that 85 degrees. 
And listeners don't have to memorize any of this, right, Spencer? No. It's all explicitly in your planner. Absolutely. Yeah, it is all laid out for you. Which veg is cool season, warm season. All you have to do is plug in your, your annual temperatures and you'll have a great working knowledge of this. And that's why I really love your planner because each page has simple digestible information and then action. It's so easy to plug in a little bit of information and get everything you need to know from each individual page. And all of these little details, it doesn't mean that you're packing in a ton of information. You're just breaking them up into the, those small digestible chunks. That's basically yeah. all that's happening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and I don't, you have a little bit different frost in your area, but for me, I don't have a true cold season. So that's why I can grow year round without any cold frames, frost cloth. But what I do have is four months of a hot season, which if you're in a different part of the country, you might be the opposite. You might have a four month cold season where you can't grow without modifications and you might only have one month of a hot season. So getting this visual of what thrives when really takes all the guesswork out of your planting. And then once you've done this information, you're just going to use it over and over again. It's not something that has to be redone every year for you. And if you're looking to cheat your own weather, if you, mm -hmm. if you map this out and you say, oh, wow, I can't grow tomatoes when I want to find out how to cheat. If that means yep. you need to invest in frost cloths or you need to invest in shade cloths to extend your season, do that. If you need to move your garden or, or mentally you know, plan your garden in a different location than you thought, do that. My garden grows underneath a shade tree in part of the garden. And that limits the amount of sun that it gets because full sun doesn't mean 12 plus hours of sun. It mm -hmm. sometimes only means six to eight hours. So if you're growing in the sunniest part of your yard that gets all day sun, just think full sun does not mean 12 plus hours in the heat of summer. So mm -hmm. you, that's why people have to invest in all these products like shade cloth to try to give their garden relief. It's usually just a problem of location. So think about that. And if you live in a small yard and you think, well, I can't grow a garden because my yard's tiny. I disagree. You have fences and other people's houses you can take advantage of to have a successful garden because you have all these different little microclimates that your small yard has given you that our yards can't give us. That is such a good tip, especially if you're at the point where you are dreaming or actually trying to grow all of your own food. Growing out of season to avoid pest pressure. Once you know these temperatures, you can manipulate things. You can start the plants extra early indoors. You can you know, change your heat tolerant varieties. Once you nail down this temperature, you can do exactly that. And that is a little more advanced, but that is a key that will just take you over the edge as far as how much you can actually produce. Yeah. And I think a lot of our episodes have been about growing, not like you see a farmer grow. We don't right. grow crops. We don't grow in an empty field, open field. We grow more realistically and we do grow mm -hmm. with nature, but yep. at the same time, we're here to win. We do not want our time <laughs> wasted. All right. So we're, I like we want to make sure that we're giving you every resource, every opportunity to do what we do and spend as little time doing it as possible. Absolutely. So let's break down the difference between cool, warm, hot season crops. Cool season is what everybody's starting to talk about. 
at this time of year for fall. Beets, brassicas, radish, cold hardy herbs, lettuce. I have a full list listed for you in the garden planner of all of these so you don't have to worry about you know, trying to write all this down. Warm season is going to be your basil, your beans, tomatoes, bell peppers, summer squash, melon. Hot season, what we're all raking in right now, the corn, okra, hot peppers, pumpkins, winter squash, sunflowers. Like I said, of course there's more, but that just gives you an idea of what is going to thrive when. So what trick do I need to know? So here's the trick. You need to reach the days to maturity for your crop within your cool, warm, or hot season. So if I'm in a cooler growing zone, like five, and I want to grow pumpkins, but I don't have enough hot season months to plant outside, I'm going to have to count backwards on that calendar to make sure I can start those seeds indoors early enough to be able to harvest in my hot season. The beauty in this is that with the temperatures you're getting, you can get that exact date for your own backyard. Not the general recommendation, you know, to start your seeds two weeks prior to your last frost, because that might line up, not line up for you. Now, your garden planner does have pages where you can write down what needs to be growing two weeks before mm -hmm. your last frost date or four to six weeks before your last frost date. Your garden planner is so great because it gives listeners different options. If you're more comfortable with that way of planting or your zone is more consistent and you have that working knowledge, that, that, works still, that still works great. That's mm -hmm. still the right program for you. The temperature just, or gardening by temperature just sort of refines and hones the skills that either new gardeners do not have yet and want to master quickly, or that old gardeners who are maybe growing new plants to them mm -hmm. can understand those new plants faster and be more successful at new things faster. Absolutely. And I do think it's a key to success in the swing zones. So like for you and I on that top end of the scale, I just, I created this because I didn't see the resources for those swings. And, and I, it, and I love your garden planner because the resources that my local area has do not work consistently. And they mm -hmm. almost have never worked for me, which is, which is concerning, but they, they are the best resources when we're talking about being so broad, we're talking about Houston, we're talking about a giant location, a huge area. And that is just not the way that resources can be created, but it's the best that our county can do given its giant size. Oh, I, that is such a good point. So the, the weeks prior to frost is obviously the broadest we can get. If I'm looking to then take it a step further and go to my local extension office, the planting calendars for us are grouped for the Central Valley, the East Bay, and the North Valley. Okay, California is a huge state. Those are not the same. I wouldn't I get, compare any of those locations. It's, I get that it's the best they can do, but if you want your backyard and you want to thrive as a gardener as fast as possible, this temperature is the ticket. Now, one of the things that people don't realize is that you can grow year round. You can in any climate, if you have enough money, let's be honest, any climate, if you can afford a giant greenhouse and all of that, you can grow year round, but yeah. in these Southern zones, 
you can really grow year round, but I think people need some help with that. And, and the planner will help, but can you expand upon that idea? Yeah. If you're growing in a high numbered zone, the sweet spot in this method for you is the winter and the cool season crops, because our biggest issue is going to be bolting and timing these properly will help you. Like I said, in that broccoli example earlier, harvesting in that sweet spot for you is what this really helps out with. Okay. So when we're starting to think about planning our garden for year-round planting, when do you actually start this process mentally? So for me, I consider the fall gardening season, the beginning of my year, quote unquote. Me too. So what I'm going to plant in very late summer is going to be harvested towards you know, the end of the year, if not in January of the actual physical calendar year. So that just helps my brain, especially because a lot of these fall crops take up so much physical square footage, like the onions and the garlic. I need that whole year to be planned after I already know how much space that's taking. That's a great point. I, I didn't think about that. I tend to plan my garden around the same time of year, but then I plan based on like anchor plants and then dabble around. And so I, I have a feeling I need to change my strategy a little bit this year. And it's, to me, it just helps me mentally. There's so much, like we don't have the preserving stress in the, the fall and the winter. You know, you can sit down and really enjoy a seed catalog. <laughs> it's not, it's just a different, a different mind frame for me, I think which is why I, I love to grow year round. Winter is absolutely my favorite time to garden just because it's much more enjoyable outside. It's, it's, but, slow. <laughs> it's slow and relaxing and your, yeah. your hair isn't on fire the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get that, like the garden vibe, you get that back in the winter, not like the, just get me through it kind of thing. <laughs> but you get the passion back. It's alive. I, um, all of the, all of the gardening accounts that people tend to follow or like where your seeds tend to be grown is like the Midwest. Mm -hmm. So you see all these people, we we've talked about past episodes where they're walking barefoot or they look beautiful and they don't look like a swamp monster. Um, and I feel like winter is that time for us where we finally get yeah. to have that it's beautiful <laughs> experience that we've been waiting all year for. Yeah, that's so true. So speaking of how I plan my garden, it is all in the planner. How I determine how much to plant, which is always a huge question for people, how I support my top priority crops, dealing with pests, interplanting, planting a location, soil testing, it's all in there. I really wanted this to be something that's great for gardeners of all skill levels. So if you have never gardened before, or if you're really wanting to fine tune your operation and get to the next level, if you want to grow all your own food, the details in this are what I would, what I wish I had when I first started gardening. Oh, same. I, it took me years and a ton of money to devise everything that I barely knew until mm -hmm. I discovered more information. It was just, it was an overwhelming experience and it was hard to implement more than one strategy or more than one idea at a time. And your garden planner is set up so well. It starts with the, what moves on to the, when the, how, and then the, where, and it just carefully guide you. It's like kind of getting your hand held 
and introducing you to gardening and bringing you all the way full circle to the end. And I love that so much of what you're passionate about, so much of what we talked about in the episodes that we've already covered, um, even all of the information about how to plant beneficial for beneficial insects are in the these little chunks digestibly. Like it's just really easy to say, oh yeah, okay, I'm ready to implement this strategy. I'm prepared mentally for this. Um, and then there's a perfect program on the, you know, the what, when, how, where for everything. That is a good point too. A lot of the, the things that we've talked about in this podcast, you know, the trap plants, the planning for beneficial insects, interplanting, there is physical concrete charts telling you what plants work, where you don't have to worry about taking notes. Like it is literally all laid out for you to be successful. Exactly. If, if you have experienced gardening, I guarantee you, you'll still learn a ton from this. You have learned a ton from it too, but it's great for, it's great for beginners as well. Um, which is why, which is why I am glad that you made this for, I'm pretending like it's just for me, but I understand it's for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It is for everybody. Uh, this is, like I said, it's really what I wish I had when I started gardening and I'm gifting it to you for free because I truly believe that money should not be a barrier to entry for quality gardening knowledge. You can download a copy at the farmintheTable.co slash planner or at the link in the episode description. And I really hope that you use this to grow an abundant garden for your family. Spencer, you're so sweet. Listeners, I tried to convince Spencer after she gave me the preview of this garden planner a while back. I tried to convince her to charge people for it because it's a lot so of people good. did. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people so told good. me I and, should charge for it. And so I want to mention something to our listeners giving something away for free risks a lot. Not, not that Spencer, not just that Spencer's giving away valuable information. She's risking you thinking that it's not valuable. And yeah, that's that why true. I told her, that's why I told her to charge for it. So listeners, you are so incredibly lucky uh, that Spencer's done this, but you must understand there is so much value and eventually I think Spencer will change your mind and put a price on it. So download, <laughs> so get it while it's free. <laughs> download it now, because if you're listening to this episode in a year, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to bully her into at least charging like five bucks, but it's worth like 50. Okay. Just to give you an idea of the value, it's worth at least 50. If she turned this into a class, it'd be worth more. I think you get what I'm trying to say. So download this. And if you're having any trouble, or if you have any questions, We are on Instagram, ask, Spencer's the better person to ask because she's obviously very well familiar with her own planner. Um, But if you need any hints for the Houston area in order to approach the, you know, or, or even from another zone location, still feel free to reach out and we will definitely try to help you the best we can, or we'll point you in the right direction to get a little extra help. Absolutely. We love connecting with you on Instagram and can't wait to see your garden grow. 